ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. We love getting a fresh, hot meal delivered quickly and cheaply to our front door. And the rise of the gig economy has made that so much easier. The federal government is starting to grapple with what happens when armies of delivery riders rushing to complete jobs quickly are unleashed on our roads and footpaths. Today, reporter Lydia Feng on the personal stories of the workers who've died and the true cost of our convenience. Lydia, we see these delivery drivers zipping around our towns and cities all the time. There's so many of them, but it's far too often, isn't it, that they're crashing. And you've been reporting on some of these fatal accidents. The latest happened last month. Adila Bass is the latest uh, food delivery rider to die on Australian roads. He was just 19 years old. International student Adil Abbas was the latest to lose his life. It was just his third day working for Uber Eats in Sydney. And he arrived in Sydney from Pakistan last month to begin his IT studies here. But three weeks later, he died when he was riding for Uber Eats. His motorbike collided with a ute in Campbelltown in Sydney's southwest and his housemate Wakar Riaz was one of the first people to find out that his friend had passed away. Uh, I was... Out of senses that I can't explain, I have no words, I will just sit down because I, I had no uh, enough energy to stand and talk to the police officer. I just uh, sit there for five, 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 six minutes. Police haven't given us further details about the case, but they say that a report is being prepared for the coroner. We understand that he only had a few months driving experience in his life. Mm. He'd only got his Pakistan licence a few months ago and in Australia, in New South Wales at least, you can ride on your overseas licence for six months before having to do a test so that you get a New South Wales licence. Adil was a very good guy. He was very noble and uh, also very innocent. Yeah, what a, that's a really horrible story. So do we know then, Lydia, how often these sort of accidents are actually happening here? Yes, sadly, the union says that Adil is the 13th food delivery rider known to have died in Australia since 2017. Mm. But it is hard to track these numbers because it's not often recorded you know, when a death happens that this person is a food delivery rider. So this is just a figure that is known um, to the unions, what they've heard on the streets from other food delivery riders. But we do know that a few weeks before I covered this death, there was another food delivery rider who died. His name was Akshay Deltani, and he had a similar story to a deal. The family of an Uber Eats delivery rider killed on the job is calling for better protection for other such workers. Akshay Deltane died when his motorbike was hit by a car last month in Epping. Akshay was a 22-year-old Indian student. He received a scholarship to complete a master's degree in finance at Macquarie University. And he was riding for Uber Eats when he was killed. 
and his cousin Pratik Kamath. When I interviewed him, he was completely distraught. Akshay was a person who never really did anything wrong. He was a very righteous person. If he felt anything was wrong, he said that it was wrong. But one thing he did was he loved his family more than anything. He saw Akshay as a brother figure to him. Uh, they'd grown up together and they both decided to come out and make a better life here in Australia. The only reason why he wanted to come abroad was not have a good life for himself, but to provide more amenities for his family back in India so that they could live a lifestyle that was much better than he could provide for in India. This is the really tragic side of getting our food fast at home. Let's have a look at the really rapid expansion of this industry in Australia. And of course, it's been happening elsewhere as well. I mean, many years ago, if we wanted a delivery, we'd have to choose a restaurant that had its own delivery drivers. They'd usually be driving around in cars. It would probably take a bit longer for us to actually get our food. But the explosion in the gig economy and riders using motorcycles or bikes has been huge, hasn't it? It certainly has. As a worker, it's very easy to sign up to work for these food delivery platforms. You just have to have a smartphone, you sign up by the app, and you can start receiving jobs almost instantly. There's no need for an interview. Like, all you need to do is sign up, put your details in, like your name, your address, your number, your driver's licence, an ABN number, uh, because many of these drivers are seen as independent contractors, not employees. All riders have to wear high-vis clothing when they're working, otherwise they'll be fined $144. The gig economy, as you said, has exploded. It's estimated that 250,000 workers doing jobs, not just food delivery riding, but rideshare, driving and other courier work. Mm, that's a lot of people, isn't it? You've been speaking to some of these delivery riders and drivers. Tell me about how they feel they've been treated. Well, they say it's definitely precarious work. Yes. It's work uh, that is not the same as working in the safety of a store or in a shop. And a lot of them work rain, hail or shine. Some migrants start early and finish late so they can make the most amount of money. Mm -hmm. So that also means that they can become tired. It's dangerous. Another factor, they say, is that they feel under pressure to work fast so that they can meet these deadlines. And that's part of the job requirements. And they don't want to lose their job. And another factor is that they don't get paid a lot. They get paid per delivery. And it goes back to the fact that they need to work fast so that they can make the most amount of money. These workers, though, they do have the backing of some of the most powerful unions, the Transport Workers Union, for instance, and the National Secretary, Michael Caine, thinks the system we have doesn't really recognise these workers as workers as such. So he sees that as a real problem. So what we need now is the federal parliament to pass laws urgently to lift these pressures so that standards can be set that these gig companies will be required to comply with a minimum wage to ensure that these workers are not rushing, to ensure that they have recourse if they're just kicked off the app for no reason. Now, this is a deadly recipe. People are being killed. Adil is the latest one. And unless we get this right, then for sure, we're going to have more people tragically killed on our roads. 
What does the industry and the major players have to say about what they're doing for these workers? Well, Uber Eats says it's committed to the safety of delivery workers and has policies in place to enhance road safety. It says in Australia, Uber Eats delivery workers are covered by a support package designed specifically for them, which includes insurance policies um, with job insurance in the event of an accident or injury while on the job. For example, with workers' compensation, um, in the event of a death, Uber will pay $500,000, but that is a lot lower than what would be paid to an employee who dies on the job. They would be paid $890,000 under workplace safety laws. So, Lydia, the government, it's introduced new industrial relations legislation And part of that is aimed at trying to improve things for these delivery drivers. What's it doing exactly? This proposal would set minimum pay and conditions and give the Fair Work Commission the task of regulating the work that's done in the gig economy space so that there are standards in place for these workers. We can't continue to have a situation where people in the gig economy have no minimum standards. I gather the first job would be working out who would be covered by these new regulations. The Minister, Tony Burke, says they'll need to create a new definition for who is an employee. First question, are you on a digital platform? Second question, are you employee-like? And if the answer is yes to both, then there's a new jurisdiction for the Fair Work Commission. Realistically, the food delivery apps that you use would be covered and the workers there would be covered. The rideshare apps that you use would be covered. And the apps that are used in the care economy would be covered. But the business lobby says the government's changes are just a complete overreach. This is adding complexity. It's going to mean that it's much harder to employ people across a range of different uh, categories, and I think that's, uh, that's not fair. Now, let's go back to the death of Adil Abbas, because you mentioned that he was able to drive here on his Pakistani licence, which he hadn't had for too long. And that's concerning some people, isn't it? That's right. So in New South Wales, those on a temporary visa can ride on their overseas licence for at least six months before they have to change over to a New South Wales licence. And community leaders, including one person I spoke to from the Pakistani community, Shafkat Ali, says that that is not good enough. It means that some of these riders are riding at very risky conditions because that grace period that they have, that six months, leaves inexperienced motorists like Adil vulnerable because the road conditions in Australia are obviously very different to those back home. If any person who comes from overseas want to do a job in a delivery, they should be forced to get a knowledge test minimum. Where Adil was, he was in Pakistan and he only had his licence for a few months and those conditions were very different, obviously, to here in Australia. All right, so we all, Lydia, like a convenient meal delivered to our door and delivered fast, but I guess we really do need to bear in mind how it's being delivered and who's delivering it. It's tempting when ordering food through these delivery apps to see these workers as faceless delivery riders But it's important to remember everyone has a story and many of them are international students or migrants from developing nations and they're working here for a better life and some of them are even sending money back home to support their families back in their homeland. 
Uh, Adil Abbas's cousin, Assad Ali, told me that at the funeral it felt like mm. they were not just burying his cousin's body but also burying his dreams. He just brought up mountain of dreams with him, so everything is just flat now. This is definitely when we think like how short and unpredictable life is. There was another um, person I interviewed three years ago who died uh, while delivering food for Hungry Panda and his widow told me that what she wanted was that everyone to remember to show more respect and care for food delivery riders. Uh, and I remember her telling me that behind every rider there is a loving family and they are carrying their family's hopes and dreams. When people are ordering food and getting it right to their front door, maybe remember that somebody has taken a risk to do so. They might not be familiar with the road rules here because they only recently arrived in the country. They're also vulnerable workers as they don't have the same work rights and protections as others in the country. So I guess for people, it's, it's an ethical decision. Do you think it's better to order food from apps like Uber Eats or DoorDash or just to go and pick up the food yourself? Lydia Feng is a reporter for ABC News. The Workplace Relations Minister says a small rise in the cost of delivery services is worth the price of gig workers' safety. This episode was produced by Bridget Fitzgerald, Nell Whitehead and Anna John, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is David Cody. I'm Sam Hawley. To get in touch with the team, please email us on abcnewsdaily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening.